Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing Shiurim in the Sefer Lekutze Moran. We are towards the end of the 11th Torah in the 8th paragraph. We're going to pick it up right where we left off. If you missed the previous Shiurim, I highly recommend you go back and learn them before this as there is a lot of background information to cover. Picking it up right where we left off, V'zeu uva'enon linchuse. In the story of Rabbi Barachana, when they wanted to go down into the water, what does that mean? This is to be low and humble. When the story says that they wanted to cool off, and that's why they wanted to go to the water, this is in order to, through this cooling off, they would become more precious and more important in the eyes of the community. Because haughtiness is despicable, is disgusting. In our happening with Rabbi Barbarchana, the heavenly voice comes out and says, Don't go down there. What exactly does that mean regarding our Torah? Don't go down there, meaning don't become low and humble for the following reason. Bishvil, because in order for yourself to seem greater. That's not the right reason to do that. The baskol is warning them. The heavenly voice is warning them. Don't become, quote-unquote, humble when you're not really being humble, when your entire reason is to be more honored by the community. You're not actually becoming more humble. You're pretending to be humble so that people will look and say, wow, that person's so important. That person's so humble. Wow, look at the greatness in that person when it's all false. Because this level of humility, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, so this is the main ingredient of haughtiness, of your inflated ego. That this carpenter's axe, remember in our happening with Rabbi Rechana, the Baskol calls out, you think that this water is very shallow, but I need you to know that a carpenter's axe fell into this water seven years ago, and it still hasn't reached the bottom. Seemingly, this means that this road that you're using, attempting to be seen in the eyes of the community as someone who's humble and important, it has no end. You're not really going to become humble. You're just going to keep sinking and sinking and sinking and getting worse and worse as your ego continues to inflate. Shabbos koil lahem shoresh agadlus the heavenly voice, the Baskol told them about this root of haughtiness, the root, the foundations of an inflated ego, so that they should eventually distance themselves from it to the nth degree, to the most amount. And don't come here, don't make yourself like this. Why? They shouldn't make themselves apparently humble in order to be great. Like our rabbis say in Maseches Avos, Perk Dalid, Ma'oid, Ma'oid, Havig, Shuffle Ruach. A person should be very, very humble. So therefore the Basco wanted to warn them. The heavenly voice wanted to tell them that this type of greatness, 
which really isn't great at all. This is a falling, a minimization of the pride and greatness of the Almighty, meaning that the Almighty is incredible. And when a person says, look at me, I'm incredible to the exclusion of the Almighty, that's fake humility, false ego that's built up, unfounded greatness. So then there's something, at least in the eyes of this person that thinks they're great, about the lowering of God. The greater we realize the Almighty is, the more we are in our place. The more we realize, wait a second, maybe I'm just a mere mortal. Maybe I need Hashem for everything. As opposed to a person saying, look at me, I'm great. I don't need anybody or anything. I got this. So on a certain level, at least intellectually for that person, you've lowered the Almighty. You can almost picture a scale in the psyche of an individual where when my ego gets bigger so then the need quote unquote for the almighty for god lowers but when the need for the almighty is recognized and that's what reigns supreme so then there's a real humility and of course that is the real humility that we're shooting for this is his garment, meaning the garment of the Almighty. Like the Pasuk says, Hashem Malach Geus Lavesh. And God reigns supreme and is clothed in glory. And this is that the carpenter's axe was falling. What's that supposed to be? This corresponds to clothing. The axe corresponds to clothing. Like the verse says, the verse talks about binding sheaves in the corner of their garment. The entire context of the Pusik talks about a harvester who didn't fill his hands or wasn't able to bind these sheaves. Meaning the harvester, the farmer, was unsuccessful. Rabbi Nachman's bringing in this Pusik to let us know if you run after humility, if you're always trying to get people to say, wow, that person's so great, look at that person, you will not be successful in this endeavor. That is a false humility, a false greatness that in the end will crumble. Bar Nagara, this is the carpenter. What's the deal with the carpenter? Says Rabbi Nachman, This is God Almighty himself. Like the verse says, Who places the beams in the waters of the upper chambers. And as our rabbis teach in Masechus Chulin, your God is a carpenter. The falling of the garments, meaning the blemishing or the destruction of the external garments, lead to this false haughtiness. And this false haughtiness corresponds to the seven houses of idolatry. What does that mean? That actually within Tanakh, there are seven different kings that introduced idolatry to the Jewish people. That through this introduction of idolatry to the Jewish people while living in the land of Israel, we were exiled. The Jewish people were not exiled from the land of Israel until the seven different kings came and brought idolatry to them. Eretz Yisrael is kadosh, the land of Israel is holy. It's not able to sustain so many Averas, sins, especially to the magnitude of idolatry. So it spit us out. It dealt with six, but once we hit the seventh, the land itself spit out the Jewish people. We had to be exiled then. 
We're speaking about haughtiness and bringing haughtiness into our own lives. When we do that, so then there's going to be some type of exile. When we fill ourselves, our families, our communities based on me, 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 and my haughtiness, my inflated ego, there's going to be some type of eventual tipping point for that ego, and we're going to get kicked out in one way or another. It's because of this, we call Avodah idolatry, splendor. Like the, the verse says in Yeshayahu, like the splendor of man to sit in the house. The context of this verse is Avodah Zarah. In Yeshayahu, there was a, an idol that appeared as a man. It was shaped to be a person. So through the misuse of Tiferes, of splendor, a person becomes haughty and may seem like greatness now, but eventually will be kicked out of their own home. Because idolatry, shahua godless, which is a false sense of haughtiness and inflated ego, this all comes from a falling or a, a breaking of his pride. And this is Hashvashnin. There were seven years. Remember that axe was falling for seven years. Zebachinus a godless. This corresponds to a person's pride or haughtiness. These are the seven houses. Each year represents a different house or rulership of one of these kings that introduced Avodah idolatry, to the Jewish people. So just to pause here and break it down for a minute, Rabbi Barachana is letting us know through these hints that there exists a type of speech. A person is able to speak in order to elevate himself, meaning speech has the power to go all the way down to the lowest type of person and to elevate them, to really bring them up. However, this can only be done when a person's speech is not to build their own greatness, but exclusively to build to the complete glory of the Almighty. When we are focused on ourselves and our egos, so then this power of speech and tshuva will not work. In fact, the opposite will be true. Eventually, we will be exiled, whether that means a physical exile from our land, from our home, a social exile, or a spiritual exile on an individual basis and a communal basis. That's exactly what's going to happen. Please, God, in the next year, we will finish the 11th Torah. We're going to pause for now, wishing everyone a beautiful day.